0: Submission Coalition number 27, Podcast. we got to sit down with Avery Clements, the main editor of Jiu-Jitsu Times. She's super cool. She's super cool. She's also a fantasy book nerd, which is awesome, because so are we. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this. We're in the gym, I can see. Yeah, we are, um, we're able to be back open now. Kind of limited capacity, but we're still able to be open. That's so exciting. Yeah, though, As a Monday, we got to open. That's awesome. Has attendance been pretty good? Yeah, actually, really good. Oh, awesome. Yeah, surprisingly, I was expecting yeah. tiny classes to start with, but um, I was actually looking at it last night, going, "Ooh, we may have to cut it off."
1: <laughs> oh wow,
0: that's yeah. fantastic. Good for you guys. Yeah, I think everybody's been chomping at the bit to to get in and.
2: Yeah. I'm right here.
0: <laughs> that's my sure. hey. Hi, how you doing? Hey Dave, how are you? Nice I'm to meet good. you. He's wrangling the kids. We have a, a small kids camp for essential employees and he was getting oh, them all situated. That's <laughs> such a great idea.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been working. It helps us keep the doors open.
2: I was trying not yeah, to. Definitely. I know. Yeah, definitely.
0: That's a brilliant okay. idea. <laughs> <laughs> um so i you I'm okay.
1: I just want to give you guys a quick heads up that um, our internet has been terrible here. We've had some pretty pretty bad storms, so if it cuts out, it will come back in. Just, you know, talk over it. Yeah,
0: ours ours does the same thing, so, you know,
1: we're used to it. Okay. Yeah, aside from that, everything here is good. We're going to probably start opening up um, probably in the next couple weeks because our state hasn't had, like, any cases within the state for a few weeks now, which is awesome.
0: Cool. No, we're still getting cases, but our state's like, just go ahead. You'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Florida's badass, so don't make fun of Florida.
1: You guys have all those alligators. I think you have you really, to be. No, they
0: figure,
2: hey, Florida's we, allowing us to be open yes, right now, I'm cool as opposed it. to some of our friends in California yeah. who are still closed. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's,
2: it's tough. tough.
1: Don't envy anyone who's over there, you know, trying to stay safe and protect everyone, but also, you know, trying to keep the business alive and, you know, food on the table for their families.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're doing stuff here to try to keep everybody safe. Um, And we've told everybody, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, don't come. It's okay. We're not going to, you know, we'll put you on hold. We're, you know, we're not going
1: to charge you. If you don't feel comfortable, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I I feel like everyone has their own unique situation. Exactly. How this affects them. So I don't, I don't judge anyone for, yeah. you know, making the best decision they can. As long as everyone's being smart and being careful, like people are yeah. doing what they can to
0: get yeah. by. So, um, we know you do, um, some work for G2 times. Yeah. Um,
2: so, so some work, I think okay. you're like the major player. <laughs>
1: <years in> time. <laughs> i'm the managing
0: editor so yeah. I do. <laughs> so that's
2: not just some work <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> so kind of uh let us know a little bit let the listeners know a little bit about how, maybe how that all kind of came about
1: yeah so um i actually did a podcast with them earlier but emil fisher who also writes for jujitsu times mm-hmm. i met him at a tournament um must have been like three or four years ago now and we just struck up a conversation and I told him I was a writer. And at that point I wasn't writing anything jujitsu related as much as I wanted to. I was just a little baby blue belt. Um, but he was like, oh, well, I write for this site called jujitsu times and we're looking for more writers. And so I started with that. And then um, since I work from home anyway, it was just easy to continue with it. Um, and then when our original managing editor quit um, to get a job to better support his family I was just able to take over from there and it's been fun
0: it's a job that I love yeah it's, I know it's it's one of my major you know, jujitsu news sources for sure huh? yeah I, we, uh, <laughs> we share your articles a lot <laughs> oh, we manage a, a, a bunch of different pages you know one for the podcast. Yeah. We manage for our gym, obviously. We I, we also manage for Pretty Dangerous, which is our women's group that we have yeah. here.
2: And a bunch of open mat,
0: of open mat yeah. groups. And, so I'm always looking for yeah. good articles to just kind of fill in the dead space, you know, to pop Yeah, I table. see you share
1: them. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> like even just those little things, people don't think the writers notice, but we do, and it's so appreciated.
2: Well, and, and it is one of those where, you know, with, with social media, and and jujitsu itself it's you know because when we, we've talked with some of the other guys talked to kevin gallagher um yeah he's great he, he's out here in florida with us and we know that he yeah. he writes some articles for Jitsu times and also does the podcast and the like yeah but but he's also been around the game for you know quite a while and so we, we were kind of talking a little bit about how you know when when the early days kind of first hit None of this stuff existed. You know, it was, yeah. it was very much word of mouth. It was very much, you know, so if you wanted to find something, it was very difficult to do. Um, and then as social media started coming about, and especially the phones. The phones I think were the biggest, because now it put everything literally in your pocket. Um, yeah. I remember the first message board I was able to get onto, for those of you that's kind of gonna date me to uh, some of the listening group. Sorry. Prodigy was the first program or the first online service I ever got that allowed me to get to uh, and at that point they were called I think bulletin boards. And it was a 24hour response time. So you post and then basically it was all uh, whether they call it batch processing. So yeah. we would just you know, we collect all the comments for the day, Post them. So then the next day you come back and go, you know, okay, let's see if anybody's responded and then you'd respond. And a day later, (laughs) it would post No pictures just text. I mean, it was all (laughs) all just crazy stuff. But now Jiu Jitsu times and social media Facebook, especially and and cell phones. It's it's real time. And it's with you 24-7. So, I mean, the explosion has been massive. And uh, Jiu-Jitsu Times, for me, was really one of the first social media sites that, uh, to me, seemed like it really was kind of covering more than just a regional-type thing. It was the first one that was kind of covering it on the world platform.
1: Yeah, my boss, Kit, um, I I forget what year exactly he started, but um, it might have been 2013, 2014. But he has... Um, persisted with that site through thick and thin, like the fact mm-hmm. that he's gotten it to survive <laughs> through right. all the years, you know, because there have been plenty of sites um, that don't have, you know, if they don't have a big financial backing, like it's, up. you know, people don't realize how hard it is to come up with enough jujitsu news every day to, to keep the lights right. up, you know, well,
2: and, I because uh, the first one I ever really started that I saw was uh dog. Um, yeah so they they had their online forum for for general discussion they had their uh um trying to remember what the name of their their show was it was like before i even knew what podcasting even was they had like the sheer dog radio program which really wasn't a radio program um and it seemed like they were they were really on their way And then some of their major, you know, contributing individuals got picked up by ESPN and Sports Illustrated. And Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like one of those things, they turned into a great stepping stone. Um, And they seemed to be like, just prior to the explosion, you know, the the popularity of of jiu-jitsu and MMA and everything else, you know, they seemed to be right there. But rather than them becoming a big portion of it, like I said, their people got picked up and went to major publications, um, you know, when, when finally, cause I think uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, they got picked up and became the uh, digital um, correspondent for, I think it was sports illustrated for their website, oh, wow. MMA correspondence and things of that nature. And and then, like I said, so ultimately it looked like they were about to really make that big conversion. And then they got gutted, you know, yeah. and, and, and so like I said, so then you know, then Jiu Jitsu Times really seemed to fill that vacuum, so to speak, at an area where, you know, it was like Wild West. You know, it was. Yeah. You know, so it, it's been really cool and really fun watching, especially the growth. And, and I, I personally think Jiu Jitsu Times is probably, you know, for us anyway. Like Melissa was saying, it's it's the resource that we tend to go to. The 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 information. I'll be honest, seems to be. A little bit more honest, um, you know, not clickbait type stuff. It seems to be yeah. real content. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're we're trying to aim for that because um I mean I just started jujitsu in twenty twelve. So okay. I'm coming up on about eight years. So I've been in it for a while, but you know, I, I I don't have over a decade, you know, I'm not a black belt or anything. Um but I've never really lived in a world of jujitsu where that wasn't available to some extent. And so, you know, seeing, I guess, what I like and don't like about other sites and how they cover jujitsu news and events, it's, it's helped me, you know, kind of go to kid and be like, here's my vision for what I think the site could be. And, you know, very lucky because he, gives me a lot of freedom while also providing a lot of great guidance as well. Having been in this for so long, so I, I we're really really lucky to have the team that we do all
0: around. Yeah, I like um, you guys have a pretty good balance too. It's um, it's not all just like this person won this tournament. Da da da. It's not just yeah. like event coverage. You guys do the event coverage. You guys also have a lot of uh, opinion pieces, um, <clears throat> and um, you know highlighting issues that we have. Um, uh, and uh, uh, brain fart
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, so what what got you to search out and and to start to go into jujitsu itself? I love origin stories of how how different people found it. You know, what what was their motivation? What was their what was their driver to to even get into jujitsu in the first place?
1: Yeah, I love those stories too. So mine's actually, um, I guess a little dark. Um, I was living in Costa Rica at the time and um, I, I'd only ever done like horseback riding for exercise. I was uh, so bad at track, but I was bullied out of it in ninth grade. Like I was just not an athletic person, um, but I was living in Costa Rica and I, a, a taxi driver attempted to sexually assault me wow. and I should get out and everything was fine. Um, but the next day I stopped into an MMA gym hoping they'd have crap and crap and they didn't, Um, but I was like, look, I need to get in shape, like, I need to learn how to beat someone up, I never want to feel that vulnerable again, and so um, I stopped into the MMA gym and took up kickboxing, because at the time, I had no idea what jiu-jitsu was, you know, I was kind of like, oh, jiu-jitsu, like karate, like, (laughs) (laughs) so um, I started out with kickboxing, and the guy I was dating at the time had started jiu-jitsu at another gym, and he was like, you should try this, like, it's a lot of fun, and you get to roll around the floor, and like, it, it sounded cool and so i tried it and um i don't ever like a lot of people are like, oh, i just fell in love with it and i don't think i really fell in love with it i just kind of kept showing up and it was like before i knew it, it was like ah, oh, i've been doing this for a few months now and what? i'm you know half decent at it for a white belt and um i was the only girl who was training consistently there at the time so it was just a bunch of rough and tumble boys i couldn't even afford a gi at the time i was um, an esl teacher in her core um, but I, I just loved it, and I um, continued to fall in love with it over the years. And it sometimes feel like I just kind of woke up, and I'm in this position where I'm a purple belt, and I've been training for so long, and it's such a huge life. So it's funny how it worked out. <laughs> now
2: you're you're in Australia now. Yeah. You started in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, so what 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 placed you in in Costa Rica? <laughs>
1: Um, So I've always loved Spanish and Latin American culture. Um, So when I was in high school, we took, um, it wasn't really a field trip. It was like at the end of our senior year. If you wanted to go on this trip, you paid a bunch of money and you could go. And so it was to Costa Rica. And I saw all the plants and animals and was just like, I gotta go. And so I went, I fell in love with it. And I decided to be an ESL teacher. So teaching English as a second language. And so. I got certified there, stayed nine months, um, ran out of money, <laughs> went back to Pittsburgh, and then um, started writing, and that earned more money than teaching, which is sad. But, um, and so I decided I wanted to go back. So I went back, stayed another three years, um, and then back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and now I'm in another because uh, my partner's from here. So I moved here to be with him and kind of closed that.
2: Okay. So... <clears throat> so the so your your origin in in martial arts pretty much it sounds like um, it was kind of out of a out of a, a, a scare situation that you, you decided that you you wanted to arm yourself to yeah. run, and then ultimately stayed continuing through it for, for different reasons I mean that, the ability to, to defend yourself still yeah. definitely is is one of those benefits now yeah. You went from so you started training in Costa Rica, in in mm-hmm. martial arts and the like, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: you end up moving. Yeah,
1: you
2: end up in, in Australia. Have you noticed? I mean, obviously there's there's gym to gym differences. Yeah. <laughs> then there's cultural and gym differences. Uh, what, was, yeah. what was your experience of, of now you're in, yet another country, preparing to yeah. start up jiu-jitsu at another school, uh, what what was that transition like?
1: Um, I mean, the one, the gym here, um, Trinity MMA, I just really connected with. um, Like, my coach is a smaller guy, um, a wrestler, uh, and so he really was able to help me a lot with my jiu-jitsu. So I originally came for a visit, and that's where I met him, um, and I trained there. And I was like, man, I move here, like, this is my place. Like, there's, you know, it, it was a perfect fit. So that in itself wasn't so much like a tough transition, but um, for example, in Costa Rica, even though it's not an island, it's such a small little, you know, tropical country. And so it's got that island feel. Everyone is always 30 minutes late to everything. Um, All the coaches are pretty traditional Brazilians. And so I kinda, from white to blue belt, I guess even white to purple belt. Yeah, I got my purple belt through there. Um, I was kind of in a, jiu-jitsu culture where it's like you train on the beach and like you know you do balance boards um everybody in the gym i didn't smoke weed at the time but everyone in the gym did except for me um and then you go from that to i guess a more structured um setting i guess i could say um so i had that when i was training in pittsburgh which is where i'm i'm from um also here so it's um there's, I guess, a different culture vibe, but it's what you would expect going from, you know, island culture to more, um, I don't even know what to call it, like, more American or Australian culture.
0: So, um, do you um, get the sh- opportunity to compete much?
1: Yeah, so it's it's hard now, um, because where I live in South Australia or Adelaide, um, the, the scene is still growing, mm-hmm. and so there aren't a ton of uh, female purple belts, um, and then you know you know as <laughs> then you get into the different weight divisions and it gets a little tough. But, um, so I've had the chance to compete here once since I moved a year ago. Um, I could have competed more, but I just didn't have anyone in my division. Um, so I'll be competing hopefully on a super fight card, um, in like once everything opens up again.
0: Nice. Um yeah. Kind of, what are your thoughts on competition? Um, do you it? Necessary
1: evil or? <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, it's kind of a necessary evil because I get into my own head so much, um, but I know it's good for me. And for as much as I preach about, you know, wanting to get women involved in the competition aspect of it and growing the sport in that way. I'm like, well, I'd be a hypocrite <laughs> if I didn't compete. So I kind of do it more for that purpose and just to give myself something to work towards. But I, I don't think I'm um, such a competitive person that I need it to justify how my jiu-jitsu is progressing. If that makes
0: sense? Yeah, 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 totally. And then, um, so on kind of the aspect of being a woman in the sport and then being in the position that you are, to, to be able to provide information on issues that women have in the sport, because we do have different challenges and, and perspectives on it. Um, <laughs> how, how have you kind of found that um, that kind of affects some of the subjects that you choose for writing, um, how that affects your writing, that kind of thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Like just how
0: being a woman in the sport affects? Yeah, yeah, and and how, you know, having that perspective.
1: Yeah, um, I think I, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I think I'm not alone. I think there are other women who feel like we, like our experiences haven't really been represented in the sport. And I know that other outlets aren't necessarily giving those topics that attention you know, like from a female perspective. You see a lot of articles written by men or videos by men about, you know, how you should roll with a woman in jiu-jitsu. And like the, yeah. I don't know, because <laughs> they're never really written by women. <laughs> and I find that a little <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, so things like that, where I, I feel like women are not only underrepresented, but misrepresented. Um, um, fairly often um, or even just you know some of the struggles we face in the sport like you go in any women's jujitsu group on Facebook and you see you know training on your period how do you do it better <laughs> like you know like how do you navigate those challenges and so on. I try to I guess cover those issues when I see them when I see other women you know sharing those questions because um, I know they're not probably not going to get that coverage elsewhere so even if it seems silly to the rest of the audience like it helps one person then.
0: I did my job I think sometimes too those those are uh, women-centric articles can help the guys to yeah be better trainer partners for us because so they they get a little more insight into kind of some of the challenges that we do have because um, yeah. it's hard on a day-to-day basis for you know your training partners to know that oh okay so yeah she's had to deal with this oh okay we're gonna go to a competition well you know why isn't Melissa competing. Well, because nobody's in a division. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's, that's something a lot of people don't understand is that struggle that we face
0: finding opponents. <laughs> yeah, or, or you get all, you know, gung-ho for a competition. You get there, there's maybe one person and you're like, you've trained so hard and, you know, you've uh, mm-hmm. sacrificed a bunch to either get on weight or, or, or get in shape, ready for this competition. And you get there, it's like, oh, there's one person.
2: You, you yeah. just had a whole competitive oh, career.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since purple on. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, got, he, had, he had ultra heavy uh, weight uh, <laughs> issues mm. with
2: that. Well, we, we went to uh, UFC 100 and yeah. competed at Grappler's Quest there. and And okay. one of us had divisions.
0: No, we only all we got was absolutes. Oh my gosh, that's rough.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah,
0: 24 um, yeah. flight,
2: hotels, hotels, all
0: not, that. Stuff. Not to mention
2: training and training. Um, yeah, not to mention I, you know, I got to the tournament. Um, I popped my knee about two weeks earlier, trying to get ready. Hard, you know, good hard competitive rolls in things of that nature, and then we, we're figuring. We heard there was like 2,000 competitors at the tournament, and you know, luckily I did get a, an opponent. They Another division had nobody, and so they just put us together as to, okay. as a typical well, Happens to the ladies yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's nobody in the other division, so let's just put them together. Burge, um,
0: black, brown, and purple belts. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh
0: wow.
2: So now you started. It sounds like so. So are you still purple? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm pretty straight. Correctly, you're. Your promotion to purple was while you were still in costa rica
1: yeah it was actually my last day training so i got it a little bit early because okay. I with my coach from like he gave me my first type, and he's like this is early <laughs> like you're not this good yet but you will be soon and i want this to come from me so i i got it there
2: nice so and then if i also understood it correctly though you began your jujitsu writing at about the time i think you said about a blue belt yeah. So did that begin while you were still in Costa Rica, or did that begin while you were traveling between Pittsburgh and Costa Rica and some of your travels?
1: Um, so it, it started, I, was, um, I would come back to Pittsburgh occasionally um, just to visit family because I would get homesick and because I had to leave the country every 90 days um, to keep my visa valid. So I'd come back, and so it was during one of those visits. Um, I just kind of showed up to compete by myself. Um, I didn't have a coach or anything yeah. there. And so that was when I uh, met Emil. So it was kind of when I was in between, I guess, when okay. I living there.
2: So now, the, how how we we this is a a repeat thing that we hear from from a lot yeah. of people about, and I think you even kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. How you said. I, I was just a blue belt. I wasn't a black belt. Oh, yeah. I'm just a blue belt. We think that's that's actually a, a huge, incredible message within the sport as well. So you have your blue belt, and obviously that had to be a big stressor. That belief system that that I'm I'm just a blue belt. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, so how how did you overcome that? original did 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 you get kind of like some guidance on it saying look it's okay it's not a big deal or did you go you know what no i really want this it it
1: was kind of a combination on both um of both because um at the time i believe was also a blue belt so we would get comments a lot of the time going like oh like why is a blue belt writing for you guys and the answer is well it's hard to find someone who is you know high level jujitsu who's a good writer and who has the time and desire to and produce articles. You know, I had that. So I wasn't the best at jujitsu, but I could I covered all the other boxes. So um, I got a few comments that were a bit discouraging. Um, and the one that stuck in my mind for some reason, um, I wrote in an article that I've been training for four years and um, I was a blue belt. And somebody made the comment like, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing if you're, you know, still blue belt after four years or something like that. Like, it like, I haven't been promoted
2: yet. Um. I don't feel bad. I I think I was like six going on seven years before I got my blue. So, <laughs> oh,
1: <wow. laughs> let's just yeah. yeah. stop <laughs> Yeah, still,
0: so, I know that. A little so. Well, that's why we say
2: it. the, the, the name of our biography when it gets written is called It's Complicated.
0: It's, <laughs> <laughs> That's so
1: perfect.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that like that stuck in my head and that like it almost made me want to quit, but then it was like that other little voice in my brain that was like, F you, you don't get to talk to me like that and like win. I'm gonna keep doing this specifically despite you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so there there are times when I've thought about quitting and I've thought of that dude and like I'm not giving that dude the satisfaction.
2: No. Yeah, uh-huh. We appreciate that, yes. too.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm driven With other forms of writing, you don't have that instant feedback. Yeah. And you know, and, and, and unfortunately, with Keyboard Warriors, a lot is negative or yeah. terrible. Uh, you know, how is is that, you know, when you go to hit send on that article and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, that's gotta
2: be different. I mean, <laughs> compared to some Yeah, compared really to somebody to who writes it, like, for a magazine, you know, like, exactly. like, like, saying like, what yeah. some of people went on to Sports Illustrated like, and they're writing for, for a medium that does not allow feedback,
1: right? That's such a good point. That is a really good point that I hadn't even
0: really thought of. Um, I think it's a different challenge that you have to, it's a
2: different kind of journalism, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I, it's it's yeah. a new type of journalism. You know, most journalists write, and then they move on. It's on to the next thing. Do do you actively do you read some of the comments that? I mean,
0: <laughs> or do you take the Joe Rogan approach and just like you know what? You yeah, do I, don't, you know what? I, don't, I don't. I don't read comments. I
2: move on.
1: It it depends on what it is because there are some um, where I know there's going to be a bit of bullying in the comments. Like anytime yeah. we say anything about Demi Lovato, there's. Drug addict jokes, and I don't like that. I don't support it, and so we moderate those comment sections. And so, yeah. um, but then there's others, um, and I it's nighttime here, it's about 2 a.m. here, so oh, I work.
0: I'm sorry.
2: Well, we <laughs> no, oh, no, don't for, for <laughs> <up with>
1: us. <laughs> no, Thank you, I, I like staying up late, so this works perfectly. Um, but because I do stay up late, I'll often complete a really long article and then just be like, I don't have to worry about this for eight hours. I'm going to sleep, and like the internet can blow up, and I won't know about it. So I'll read them in the morning when I'm a bit more well rested, and by that point I usually have a clear head and don't want to, you know, attack all the people who are saying mean things.
2: Right. What
0: um what would you say? Like uh, what was like that one? I'm sure you had like that one article that just blew up. Um, yeah. What would be kind of that that one that you go, oh yeah, that was the one.
1: Um, I think it was one of my first articles that I think I wrote for the site. It was like, when you have depression, jujitsu is more than just therapy. Um, And that's because um, I'm very open about my own struggles with mental illness, with depression and anxiety. Um, And I, that was the first time I'd ever really opened up about that on the internet. And I was just kind of like, here's a diary entry, (laughs) you know, like, I'm ready to get the for it. And instead it blew up, like, I that, I think that might be our best performing article of all time. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but that was when it really clicked to me that the direction that we could take site in. And again, I was like, just starting out, I had no right to even think about <laughs> directions the site could go in. But um, just how, like you guys said, like, other sites weren't really covering those deeper topics it was all very competition focused or you know interviews with athletes and what we found is a lot of people were connecting with the more human side of jiu-jitsu and i think that article not only opened that up for me but also for the site and the wider jiu-jitsu community not that i was the first to do it but um i think a lot of people connected with it and wanted to see more of that content actively
0: yeah, I know that was a, a big concern for us with the shutdown. Was that you know we have a student base that, and like all jujitsu gyms, that have people that this is their, this is their therapy, this is their safety net, this is their. What are you
2: talking about? Community. That, that's, know, that's their true. that's their instructor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've but
0: said i i said, said
2: forever, you know, <laughs> since we since we began that for me martial arts and then really jujitsu. Jujitsu kind of touched on it more than any other any other art I've ever done that I've, I've always described it as giving me, um, a quietness. Um, yeah. I, I, for the longest time, you know, it, it, to be honest with you, I didn't even know it was abnormal, you know, cause we don't, yeah. we don't talk about this stuff. So to me, I just made the assumption that this is what everybody went through. And this is what everybody experienced. Um, you know, until actually, I mean, Melissa and I didn't even really even talk about it. Um, it was it was actually as as we got deep in our relationship. I'm actually I think we were even married for for years before I actually even started to. I would make a comment, and Melissa would give me a look, and that's when I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's not normal." <laughs> <laughs> and, no. <laughs> and so, like I said, I didn't even put two and two together that what I was experiencing was depression and anxiety and what what jujitsu was actually doing for me. And so we, I, I never even talked to, to Melissa. You know, we were married for, for a while. And now that's becoming definitely one of those things. When, when you were first writing that article, putting, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very personal thing to put out into <laughs> the world. Um, I mean, I barely, I mean, now I feel very comfortable. I can talk to my students about it, I can talk to you about oh, it, but it's a different world right now than it was. Certain, certain yeah. things have, have already been broken, you know, to where we're not, you know, I'm not a pioneer at this point. I mean, it's like other people have already broached this thing and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's exactly what I've been saying for, for decades. Uh-huh. So how, how did it feel Knowing as you were getting ready to write that article and how personal it actually was to you, um, you know, what, what was that experience? I, 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 I'm a writer myself. I haven't written in years. I've had some bad mentors that, that, like you said, you Mm -hmm. had a person that said, Hey, you should hang it up. I I, unfortunately, I was like, you know what? I I like jujitsu. I'm going to do that more than the writing. (laughs) So
1: You want to get back into it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I I, I, (laughs) I, I know what it's like writing a piece that it's not me. I'm writing something that it's not me. And I know what it's like writing that piece that I'm like, I don't even want to hand it over. I'm like, I don't even want somebody else to read it. And then when they do. I'm like, what what are they, what are they really thinking now. Mm -hmm. So what what was that like for you. I mean, when you were getting ready to send that article.
1: It was almost um, a weight off my shoulders. I think uh... know, especially for men, that's something that's really hard to talk about, but um, I grew up um, with a very, like, therapy-friendly household. Like, I was in counseling for anxiety when I was, I think, 13. Um, And at the time I had written that article, I just started going back to counseling, because it finally clicked for me, like, oh, wait, I have depression. Like, it isn't normal to not want to get out of bed. Like, I'm not lazy. I'm, you know, I have something wrong with me. And it was liberating to kind of admit that to myself. And um, so when I wrote that, it it was almost like just a relief. Like if I can, it's almost like if I can speak it into existence, I can deal with it. And so that was important. Um, I wasn't, I don't think I was really scared to put it out. It was more just like, there it is. It was almost like me looking myself in the mirror and going, this is your situation. Like you need to deal with this. Now everyone knows about it. <laughs> like people are going to hold you accountable if you're not taking care of yourself. So it was it was almost therapeutic in that
0: way. I think. Awesome. So like, um, yeah. so how do you guys like get your writers? Do do people like submit articles to you just kind of off the cuff, or you know, do you guys have like your kind of stable of writers, or, or how does that all kind of process work?
1: So um, anyone can submit stuff to us uh, for consideration. Um, but we've had a few people, like um, our other main writer right now, Kevin Bradley, he uh, had actually been a fan of the site for a while and reached out to me saying, hey, love your work. By the way, are you looking for writers? And um, I told him, like, yeah, just send me a writing sample. Here's my email. And now he's, you know, our other big regular writer, which is awesome.
2: Now, is um, also the also the other Kevin on the podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's the other Kevin, so okay. the Kevin and Kevin duo, they're awesome, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I think, I can't remember. I think Kevin Gallagher went through Kit the first time he started writing, um, and that's usually how people do it, they'll message the the page or they'll message one of us, and we can't put everything out there, like we get a lot of articles that are you oh, know, yeah. either not great, or just, you know, kind of a rehash of something that's already been covered, but We really do try to get as many guest posts out there as we can. I just can't rewrite someone's article if it doesn't fit.
2: So how, how do you personally go through your, I mean, depending on like different, different organizations and the like, there's times where, you know, comes in and like, Hey, uh, I want you to cover this. Yeah. Um, And then there's other times where you yourself get to say, you know what, I've really been wanting to write a piece about fill in the blank. Um, yeah. Is that kind of the way you guys do it? Do you you got you know, so that you guys aren't tripping over each other? You're not you're not potentially all writing about the same thing at the same time.
1: Uh, so we have a little chat. That's um, me, Kevin, and then um, our other one of our other editors, um, Kim, who used to write a lot for us, and then Kit, who's our boss. And so um, if something news related comes up, we'll throw it in. But I have the other writers pitch ideas to me first because we have like. I mean, I alone have over 2,000 articles on the site. Um, The actual site has many, many more. So um, I have the other writers pitch ideas to me first to say, like, hey, is this cool if I write about this? And I'll say, like, either yes, no, or yes, but let's modify it because it's kind of a repeat. Um, So we've had a couple of articles that are similar topics or different perspectives on the same topic, but we don't, we surprisingly don't have that much overlap for as much as we cover
0: yeah, no, I, I, and that's one thing that I, I appreciate is that, uh, <laughs> he keeps turning off the air. It's not that loud.
1: <laughs> I can't hear it. I can't All right. <laughs> I'm self-conscious about my laptop that's, like, whirring, it's like a dinosaur. He's
2: <laughs> right, don't <have> super hearing? <laughs>
0: no apparently
2: not (laughs) maybe this is part of my anxiety
0: now i'm gonna start so so uh, other than writing for jujitsu times and doing jujitsu is there uh any other things that you kind of have your hands
2: in
1: um that i mean that's mostly my life um i kind of woke up one day and was like oh wait all i do is uh write and do jujitsu um but
2: not a bad life
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, it was kind of stressing me out for a bit. So I'm kind of grateful, you know, personally for this quarantine. I know everyone has different situations and I'm very lucky to, you know, still have my job and to be able to be like, oh, I'm only missing jujitsu. So I've been working on some yoga, um, trying meditation and kind of doing that inner work. Um, But yeah, aside from that, I'm just a big nerd. I like to read and
0: (laughs) do jujitsu and Right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you ever get an opportunity with, with Jiu-Jitsu Times to, to, to travel to some of the bigger events uh, for coverage and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, we, um, we've been able to go to Abu Dhabi um, okay. to cover the world Pro the past couple of years. So they cover everything and you basically get to chill in a hotel at night and then work your butt off during the day, which is a lot of fun. Like I love, love, love that experience. Um, and then this past year, um, I happened to be in California when ABCC happened, and um, I worked with the Fight to Win team with their coverage, and you know even helped me in person with their events for like ages now. And um, so Seth gave us a press pass to cover that, and that was just like mind blowing. And it was just the two of us; it was just me and Kit um, covering everything, and it was bananas, but <laughs> it was so much fun.
2: So. With, with everything that you've been able to, to do so far, riding, training, mm-hmm. traveling, the like, do you have a favorite moment that stands out to you, um, you know, that you were like, I, either you were like, wow, you know, I'm, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, or that it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or event that you were able to take advantage of?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that sticks out in particular. Um,
2: oh man, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Well, I only ask yeah. for well, well so. <laughs> I'm
1: so I'm so lucky because I have so many of those experiences. I don't even know if there's um. I don't think it would be like, in the writing career so much, um, because, like, I know this is, like, such a silly, like, problem to have, but I'm just so desensitized to meeting all these famous athletes, like, (laughs) Um, but, like, I don't really, you know, I don't get that, like, fangirl experience anymore from that necessarily, or even from covering events, but, um, I think my, my best jujitsu experience was when I got promoted to purple, because it was my last day of class, um, in Costa Rica when I was moving back. And so I was um, saying goodbye to this team that I'd had for, you know, four years. And my coach made this big thing out of it, invited a couple other gyms to come by um, and gave this big speech about how much I meant to the gym. And I was just like, nice. sobbing. <laughs> um, and it was just like, such a special moment for me. So that probably, I don't think it's
2: gonna that. Well, and, and that is one of those things, like you just kind of touched upon that I do find to be very interesting with jiu-jitsu. We, we have some phenomenal people in this sport, absolutely phenomenal, world-class athletes. If if, if they were in another walk of life, I mean, they would be uh, superstars beyond. They're in jiu-jitsu, and of course, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, we love our people, but they don't really carry a name much greater than Beyond our own inner circle, yeah. but I do find it to be incredibly interesting, though, because I, I agree. In this whole thing, I, I don't—I don't think I've ever been starstruck over mm-hmm. anybody I've ever met. Respect them highly for their accomplishments, yeah. but I think one of the things is that they're also down to earth—that even when you meet them, you know, they themselves—they're just practitioners of jujitsu and when you meet them and you're at a seminar or something of that nature you know you know they're they're literally going hey you (laughs) want to (laughs) roll yeah
0: so you've got to meet a lot of basically jiu-jitsu royalty yeah who was like the coolest person that you were like oh my god they were way cooler than i thought they were going to be oh Um, man who did you think was going to be pretty cool but you're like um, I don't know.
1: I'm trying to think the best one. I met so many nice people. It's hard. um Richie Martinez um, of 10th Planet. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah I, I love him to bits and pieces. But when I met him, I, um, my partner and I had traveled to San Diego um, and we're staying nearby. And he drove us home from the gym like just made this experience so great for us so he was fantastic Orlando Sanchez also um I've covered a few things for him um but he when we were out there he went out of his way said go to any one of my affiliate gyms and I will make sure I drive out to train with you and so he also just like went so far out of his way so those two um really really impressed me but like I mean Theon is also so down to earth. like I love her to bits and pieces um, Lachlan and Olivia Giles are two of my favorite elite grapplers in jiu jitsu, hands down. They're just like solid, solid human beings. So I think those, I mean, I met so many amazing people, so that's just a short list, but those are who really come to mind. Um, and yeah, there's been a few people that <laughs> haven't necessarily impressed me, but <laughs> <Yeah,
2: no, for, laughs> their <for> online behavior. <laughs> For, for all stakes of our listeners, the kids are not being murdered in the other room. Yeah, I swear to God, they're not being murdered in the they're other just
0: room. Cutting loose right now. Sounds <laughs> like what a murderer would say. <laughs> <laughs> now we have an employee who comes in and watches them for a couple hours so I can take a break. And uh, that's nice. <laughs> turns them loose in the padded training area and yeah. just go oh, great. How many are there right now? We have Ten. Oh my gosh. A lot more.
2: Yeah, it sounds yeah. like there's a lot we have more. We had ten.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's a lot.
2: <laughs> but yes, they are not being murdered in the other no. house. You're listening. They drink.
0: just go to work and they're they're <laughs> fried and need to run it off. So yeah. <laughs> running them out for me. <laughs> we are
2: we are it takes the most. courage to have that many in one little space. Podcasters ever. It's all right. We have, we have the garbage trucks being emptied in the back right <laughs> now. I don't know if that's coming through.
1: No, I don't hear that at
0: all.
2: The kids, the kid's not being murdered in the other <laughs> room.
0: <laughs> so, um, obviously, uh, you guys have your Facebook page, uh, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Times. You also have uh, a website. Yeah. yeah. How else can people kind of, or is, is there anything um, more that people need to know to be able to kind of enjoy your guys' uh, writings and uh, publication and all that?
1: yeah um you can check us out on instagram as well we're just jiu-jitsu times um so usually there will be uh stories posted in the little stories um component and then also jiu-jitsu videos and photos um so it's just another fun jiu-jitsu account to follow and then i believe kevin bradley is getting our twitter um to be a bit more active because it really hasn't been so hopefully we'll provide you with a good Twitter experience soon enough as well but that's where most of the action's
0: at. Nice are you guys um you, know, you guys are jiu-jitsu time so obviously your focus is jujitsu, but you guys dip your toe in the MMA much or is that an interest you guys have
2: or
1: yeah we try to cover MMA events like we'll cover UFC events uh, not really Bellator we'll, co- we'll cover news um we even cover some like uh like, really, I don't want to say fringe sports, but we've covered, um, like, sumo um, events, Um, I think it was Submission, no, Sub-Stars, maybe, that, um, I -hmm. can't remember, um, but they put on a sumo match, Um, and then WWE, very occasionally, like, if there's um, a Jiu-Jitsu star going into WWE or something like that.
2: And and that is one of the interesting parts, though, is that Jiu-Jitsu, I mean, Jiu-Jitsu and MMA have always been connected, always. Yeah, yeah. since its origins in North America and, and arguably even going back into its Luta Livre days back in, in Brazil and the like, it's always been connected to yeah. MMA. It's crossover into almost all other walks of life right now. And yeah. the part that I love is some of it, they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, we knew of Maynard James Keenan doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu from back when we lived in California training with like the Camarillo brothers and, and some others. But now, like I said, that crossover into more mainstream, it's getting more and more popular. Um, And so we've seen some of the articles on there, you know, talking about some of the different stars and their, their take on what it's done. I mean, even, even in their aspect of life. So have, have you guys actually been able to, to have any of those conversations with, with some of the celebrities that, that are now practitioners?
1: Yeah, um, it's obviously hard to get some of the really big names like, you know, Dummy Lovato, um, I think Kate Upton was right. also doing it, but um, Emile Fisher has covered um, a lot. He's really into like the metal scene, so he's covered a lot those guys that um like, i'll it.
2: throw it out there i'll call people out right now i have sent messages to keanu reeves he has not gotten back to me um, and, and i and i have sent messages he should to, be honored to sean, sean patrick flannery boondock saints I've, sh- I've sent him messages as well i've had no responses yet so, i
1: think emil i'm pretty sure emil got him Um, For an article, I could be wrong about that, but he's good. Like I don't know who he goes to or like what type of blood sacrifices he has to do on there. But I'm like, how did you
2: contact this person? (laughs) Well, we were joking with Kevin Gallagher because he put out for I think it was his uh, old man grappling, um, and he put out there. He's like, we've got Kirk Hammett from Attack. I'm like, you son of a, how did you do that? He's like, oh, we were just joking. (laughs) (laughs) He He, just he gets, like, some of the
1: craziest people, though, like, both for his podcast and for the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Yeah. Um, like, when they first started the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast, I was like, this will be a cute, you know, little hobby for you guys. And they took off with it. And it's not that I didn't take them seriously. Like, I knew they were going to do well. I just had no idea.
2: long. Well, well Casting has definitely explo- exploded as a new medium. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, we're talking about, we started off literally, it's our phone, no mic. And then we, we, we ramped up, we bought a plug in mic. Yeah. now. Now we're doing it on the computer. I mean, you know, it's definitely now where anybody and everybody Can now create content of that nature. So podcasting has exploded dramatically. Now, I have to say I'm working from my office now um, here. I, I still work my day job. Um, yeah. Working for a company here in Florida, not jujitsu related.
0: Thank God that saved our butt. But <laughs> the gym wasn't making any money. Um, I was
2: like, "Ooh, thank God he's on your job." You <laughs> know, and and when I'm at my office, at my real office, I, I can, I'm not allowed to connect to to the Wi-Fi. I get no cell reception or anything else. So it's hundred percent work or whatever I've previously downloaded. Here <laughs> I'm at the gym. You know, unfortunately the, the kids yell and scream and and kind of distract me a little bit, but. I now get our Wi-Fi. So I literally have my phone set up right next to my monitor. Um, I just finished the uh, Neil Mendelssohn, um podcast with, uh, with you guys. Um, also just did the uh, – um, I've been watching so much stuff now. It's all blurring together. I know. Um, that's how I feel too. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, 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 right now I'm going down the rabbit hole of Jiu-Jitsu Times podcasts. Um, Ray Longo um just yeah, I
0: saw
2: that you post that. and uh you know and yeah I mean it's one of those I mean we've known Kevin for for a little bit of time um uh, we're we're no we're getting to know him better now we've known him through the jiu-jitsu circles you know over the last couple of years um yeah. but uh yeah I mean I, I really have to say I, mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the the interviews and the guests and everything else I mean it's you know it's been it's been really good I mean it's Rogan I love I love his stuff but he's blown up to the point where now when I listen to his stuff I'm like your perspective's not relevant anymore I yeah mean, no, no knock to Rogan but you know it, it's it, it doesn't have that 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 every person feeling to it anymore like it did when it started you know yeah you
1: know
2: it, what, it, made you like,
1: wanna, what made you guys want to what made you guys want to get into the podcast thing because you've been doing it for some time
0: now, huh? He's wanted to do it for forever. Oh,
2: forever. forever. Uh, 12, 12 years ago. It's I been wanted. on his <laughs>
0: and um, Realistically, we just started at the beginning of the year. Because at the first
2: <laughs> year, A little bit longer than that. I
0: thought it was the beginning
2: of the year. Well, unfortunately, so, so here's my <laughs> MO. Here's my MO. Incredible ideas.
0: It's an idea. Man. I'm
2: usually ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I am horrible at implication. I of ex- implementing. Ex- ex- I'm horrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the actual execution of it. So I, I end up having incredible ideas. And we joke about it now. I'm like, I can't talk about any of it. I'm like, because somebody else will either grab it and run, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but prior to us moving out to Florida, which we moved out to Florida about 10 years ago, it was already going through my head of saying, you know, because I I, I absolutely love martial arts, and I fell in love with jujitsu since even before my first time ever rolling. My first time, I read a black belt magazine article about jujitsu. I don't know what it was, but I already fell in love with it. That's um, adorable. And <laughs> so, to the point, we'll, we'll drive along, and I, I was listening to a uh, interview with uh, I'm I'm doing mispronounce his name, Timac T- or Timoc. He was the the actor that played in the Last Dragon, Um, really old school arts movie, super cheesy, but I loved it growing up. And I was listening to an article with him, twenty years. And we're driving down the road. Look,
0: look, look! Look at the goosebumps! Goosebumps!
2: Yeah. And he's telling stories about being on set, and no exaggeration, we're driving, and the hairs on my arm are literally standing up on (laughs) end.
0: Complete martial arts geek.
2: I I'm a nerd when it comes to yes. this geek nerd. I love that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're we're all geeks or nerds about something. Yes. Some people yeah. Fantasy football. That's not my shtick. It's always been martial arts. Um, and especially jiu And especially once yeah, once we found jiu jitsu, that was like it. And I I've always been looking for a way. To, when we first started, the idea, the concept. Of being a professional martial artist was almost, I wanna say unheard of, but it's not the life path that most people go into with the idea of making money or being successful. Yeah. It's a pure passion, it's a pure uh, love of the sport type thing. And, you know, unless you went, even professionally fighting, you know, yeah. you, you were lucky if you were making, you know, a couple thousand dollars a fight. If you were lucky, you're still working your day job, chasing that dream, things of that nature. So I was just always thinking of just what, what new way, how could I ingrain myself to be a little bit deeper into, into the art, into the, into the, what we love. That turned into us opening. I've always wanted my own gym. So we opened. Yeah. Um, Then, so I went to uh, California state athletic commission when MMA was starting to become near legalization and started meeting some of the athletic member people and started trying to become a ref and become a judge and things of that nature. And and that's where they're like, hey, your resume is awesome, but you have no experience actually refing or judging. And I'm like, okay. okay. So long story short, the whole idea of doing this stuff got backburnered and we went the other route. Um, you know, started getting fighters cornering fighters start throwing our own events. It's kind of so we create our own event simply so I could get experience <laughs> repping That's brilliant. So, that <laughs> so the whole the whole time we create the event. It was never with the idea of promoting it to make the event huge. It was to pad my resume so I could go back <laughs> to the athletic commission to say okay now i have refing experience
1: that is the definition of the extra mile <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh you think you hustle like did you create a whole portion so you could get your resume like you don't know about hustling
2: <laughs> so so the whole the whole the whole thing kind of got backburnered. yeah moved to florida i get reinvented re revitalized again and now i started because now it was a thing, you know, now some yeah. podcasts are kind of hit the scene and like, I don't think podcast even had the name yet. Um, but then I found that a couple of my friends that were my training partners in California um, started up doing mm-hmm. what I, what I kind of wanted to do. And so I started following them, the uh, Inside BJJ podcast. So yeah. I started following them and then pretty soon I was just like, you know, I was like, this is awesome. I don't even need to do it. All I have to do is just listen to theirs. It's like doing the same thing. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, then we, were, we would be sitting in the lobby, you know, typical jujitsu Academy. Classes are done, mats are clean, and then you hang out for like an hour just talking. Yeah. <laughs> and so many times somebody was like, oh, my God, somebody should have recorded that shit. That would make a great podcast.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you did it. <laughs> <laughs> You guys had such a good dynamic together though like you see some podcasts where you know the, the hosts kind of talk over each other but you guys don't I mean it's almost like you should get married or something but
2: well, it's because I'm definitely afraid of her <laughs> So, <laughs> so. <laughs> well it's in one of our it's, it, it's in one of our earlier podcasts she used to be able to beat me up when we first started dating oh uh, yeah longer than me everything else. You know, I, I'll, I'll actually I'll, I'm not even sure why what she saw in me. I was a little scrawny runt way back in the day. <laughs> she can beat me arm wrestling. That's no joke. She she literally could
0: believe it. I
2: <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avery, we're gonna let you get to bed. I, I know it's really Oh, well,
2: I was gonna ask just one more. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. You do it.
2: So so give us just a little tidbit as to if you're not doing jiu-jitsu and you're not writing about jiu-jitsu who are you off the map
1: um i think i'm just a big nerd um <laughs> i i love just fantasy everything um and I, I think if you take jiu-jitsu out of it i'm still a writer like i love creative writing i love creating the world um and yeah i, I think that's just kind of it and I, i'm I I saw this on a sweatshirt one day in college, like seven years ago, and it stuck with me ever since, but I really believe that life is not about finding yourself, but creating yourself, and so I think you take jujitsu out of the picture, and that's all I'm trying to do is, you know, see who I'm going to be tomorrow.
2: Nice. So you said you're really big into fantasy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> paper book?
1: Yeah, I'll show you right now. One all <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Nice, yes. Yes,
2: yes. Brad Sanderson finished the Wheel of Time series for us. Yes, Wilson.
1: yes. Y'all, I got a Mistborn tattoo on my arm. It's hard to see. Nice. Um, but yeah, mega nerd. And um, so, fun fact Brandon, um, I've, I've been like just such a Brandon Sanderson nerd for so long. Um, so, I know we were supposed to end. Sorry for taking it. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: okay. This is
1: our this other. Is. Passion, so <laughs> so um, uh, a few years ago, this is sad, but um, my best friend um, committed suicide, and so we hosted um, a couple of uh, fundraiser roles for her, and it got really big and we got like 40 gyms from across the world participating. and we ended up oh. being able to raise a good chunk of money for her family to you know pay for her funeral expenses and whatnot. Um, and so I'd written an article. Um, Just promoting the event and it was like a diary entry, you know, just saying what really happened and how it affected me and then, you know, promoting this role for Nicole, that was her name. And um, one of my little Twitter friends contacted Brandon just to say like, hey, she's a huge fan of yours and she's doing this and like, I wasn't even in the headspace to even think like, maybe my favorite author will promote my event like that would have just never even crossed my mind. And uh, the next day I woke up and there was a tag from Brandon Sanderson and he had shared that article and he's like, I never promote fan campaigns, but um, depression and mental illness is really close to my heart. I write a lot about it in my books. And so he helped promote that jujitsu event, which again, he doesn't train, you know, like he's a creative professor at BYU in Utah, Um, but that really just like solidified him. As my favorite author, I just thought that was incredible
0: that he did that. Your podcast, that was a pretty awesome event. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: <too. laughs> you go. Brandon Sanderson's second coolest thing <laughs> in my <laughs> <I>
0: just- <laughs> Uh We're huge fans of the Wheel of Time series.
1: Yeah, I just uh, have um, the first one somewhere in on my shelf over there.
0: You read the entire series like three times.
2: Okay, technically we've never read yeah, it. Wait, Audio.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good story.
2: But but I mean we're we're very familiar with. I mean, Miss Bourne is one of those that everybody recommends. That that's probably yeah. next up On the list. Uh, yeah. Finished the Middle Wheel of time. time series for Robert. Yeah. Jordan. He was a huge fan. Actually, he credits Robert Jordan as being a, a huge impact on his writing career, actually kind of almost stylistically becoming a, a, a big factor of how, you know, kind of helping him form his writing style. Yeah. Uh, like, and how, how much of a fan he's like, it, it was so awesome. So I, I, I listened to the interview with him talking about getting to sit down. I mean, he's, a, he's a huge fan of the Wheel of Time series. I'm getting goosebumps. Um, <laughs> but he's a huge fan of the Wheel of Time series. And he talks about. <laughs> Sitting with Robert Jordan, he's like, "Oh my God!" He goes, "I'm getting to hear the ending before anybody else."
1: it. that's wild. He um he's such a a lot of people say he's a writer's author too because he um he releases so many free videos of his lectures at BYU on YouTube, um and they're great and you know you can become a better writer. For free by watching you know this best-selling author teach his class you know like I just think that's so cool that he does so much for the community as well so yeah make sure you read this because it's good and then we can geek out about that together well too. let's do that
2: let's read it and then we'll reschedule, we'll reschedule to have another yeah. conversation
1: yeah <laughs> Kevin Bradley is also a big Brandon Sanderson fan we have like this <laughs> cult over jiu-jitsu times. <laughs> there
2: you
0: go. Maybe, you know, the whole fantasy jiu-jitsu correlation. Maybe
1: there's something. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is just full of nerds. It's critical. Jiu-jitsu
0: of well, nerds. Well, like, like,
2: like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've like, written like, one about that. <laughs> favorite, favorite fantasy characters came out of Wheel of Time. He's, yeah. He he's a supporting character, but you know he's he's got one of my all-time favorite lines period like i can't wait amazon is doing uh the wheel of time series i hope they don't screw this thing up um but yeah. they're doing a live action like game of thrones type of the the wheel of time they're in production right now we'll uh, first first season's already been been a wrap and they're they're supposed to be like in editing now or something like that but yeah it's it, it it's it's one of those like you know, people ask me all the time. You know, they're like, "What, what book do you recommend?" I'm like, "I don't recommend the book. I rep- I, I recommend series. it's it's an event."
1: It's- yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's such a good way of putting it. What a advertisement!
2: Uh, I, have the- yeah.
1: <laughs> I need to read it. <laughs> I started and I get distracted and read something else, but I'm getting on. Well, and,
2: and the interesting part for you would be, you like his writing style and that's yeah. that's like the guy that helped you know, like that he holds up yeah. as a mentor to him, as saying yeah. this was a person he really looked up to and kind of modeled his own style after, you know, uh, obviously he, he clearly has his own voice. Um but you know he credits Robert Jordan as being a huge influence and that's that's who he geeked over. Um yeah. so it would kind of give you almost a little bit more insight even as yeah. to where Know, his motivations and where, where some of his, 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 uh, uh, you know, geek and, and fandom kind of came from. Uh, like I said, if, if you get a chance, look up yeah. his, uh, his interview where he talks about, uh, he was contracted to write the last book. Robert Jordan had already yeah. written uh, pieces of it, like big, big scenes had already mapped it out, things of that nature. Um, and it was one of those I love that they contracted him to write the last book. And as he gets partway into it, he, he went back to, I think Robert Jordan had already passed and he went to the, uh, Mm -hmm. Robert Jordan's widow and basically said, I can't do it. Um, I can't do it as one book. It needs to be, I think he turned it into three. three. That
0: sounds
2: like, yeah. I mean, he said in order to do it justice, it, it can't be one. Um, yeah.
1: He is the master of those long form, you know, series and sagas and yeah. Just everything he does. And he well, puts up so much work so quickly.
2: Well, thank you very much. Really enjoy talking with you. Yeah, Love to right. do thank it again. you guys.
1: So this is wonderful.
2: As soon as we're done reading Mistborn, we'll definitely I'm sure there will be some other jujitsu <laughs> events we can talk about. <laughs> And then we could also talk about Warren. Hopefully we'll have seven listeners by
0: then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> All right. That was so you? much fun. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for you. staying up
1: late for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Take care, guys. Awesome. You Take care.
2: Thanks.
0: Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.
2: This is your host, David Lowson.
0: And your other host, Melissa Lowson.
2: We really appreciate being able to do this for you guys. We appreciate you giving us a listen. Uh, If you want to uh, follow us, go to uh, Instagram, submission underscore coalition, or give us a like on Facebook, submission coalition. Or uh, if you guys want to throw some donations, it's not like I'm going to turn it away.
0: We're also always looking for sponsors. Just PM us at uh, any of our social media outlets.
2: Awesome. Thank you.